Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Starr, a 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to throw. Page looking to the cornerback, and it's a touchdown! Page finds Leto! Penix rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. time for us to preview which free appetizer my fat ass is going to get from Outback on Sunday. This is the LEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Here we go. Oh, Steelers, here we go. Oh, wow. I'm going to cut that oh, out. Oh, I'm doing just fantastic, Mr. Bragg. I am on cloud nine. It is bowl week. Uh, the Steelers are coming off a huge win. I I am back to loving st- time to be mad. It is, uh, it, is, it is going time here, and I'm excited to talk some Hoosier football. It, but just real quick to the start, I've never ever seen a fan base so excited to beat Philip Rivers in my entire life. Like that's, it just come on, just just move on. It's gonna be. Okay. Oh, I am moving on, and by moving on, I mean as division champs and probably <laughs> at worst the three seed. So well, let's move on to the important stuff. It is time. We're <laughs> finally talking about a game that that will knock on wood. That should happen on Saturday. Lane Kiffin scared me. Did you hear his press conference? Didn't hear it. Yeah, they have a bunch of guys on their offensive side of the ball got COVID. They had a couple opouts. Like he he kind of was setting himself up for a cancellation. So I, I just want to say that here in the beginning that he said at the end, game was still on. The team wanted to play. Like, let's go. But he did build that up as multiple guys out with COVID and opouts. Oh, great. So. Yeah. They're just setting it, setting it up for the beat down. Let's break down real quick. Let's get into it. Ole Miss four and five somehow made a bowl game. They are playing our Indiana Hoosiers six and one. Um, I say it that way because I mean, what, what, how are we playing a four and five team in a, bowl game a mate well a major bowl game semi-major bowl game yeah okay how are we it's whatever who cares we don't have to no do i do oh dude you, you obviously haven't stayed off the mess or you haven't been on the message boards and on twitter because you know what old miss fans are saying we'd go six and one or five and two if we played in the big Ten. That's we what Ole Miss six, is saying. We go six and one, five, whatever, five, two, big team, man. I don't care, man. I don't give a shit. So, so they're saying, they're saying on, like, they're saying if they played in the Big Ten, like, this is pretty even. Like, a top-end Big Ten team with a middle of the pack. Like, they're, again, they're admitting they're middle of the pack. But they're saying that's equal ground. Middle of the SEC is the same as higher-end Big Ten. So, in in the minds of the opposing fan base, this is a this is a perfectly even matchup. 
now I'm mad. Like I wasn't really that fired up about Saturday. Like I'm a little fired up. You know, it's a bowl game. It's cool. Like we got a backup quarterback again in a bowl game and you know, whatever happens, happens. I think we would win. I don't know by how much, but um, now I'm, now I'm fired up, man. Like get, get out of here, dude. Get your garbage, no defense having conference, giving up like 800 points. I just sounded like a miss guy. 800, giving up like 800 points a game. You guys lost to freaking Arkansas, dude. And LSU, they won three games. You were one of their three wins all season, or four, maybe four now, maybe five. Yeah. So their 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 thing was their thing was. So I may have fabricated a little bit. I they didn't say middle of the pack SEC, but. What what I read is would they have beat Florida? Would they have beat Alabama? Would they have beat Auburn? Would they have beat yes. LSU? Yes. Like that's yeah. that was their argument that while on paper, like their four and five looks a lot worse than our six and one, but they wouldn't be much better, or the Hoosiers wouldn't be much better if we had played their schedule, was their entire point um to the argument. Okay, let's go through their wins. Would we beat Kentucky by one point? <laughs> no, would we beat we Vanderbilt by 33 points but give up 21 at the same time? Would we beat South Carolina? Would we beat Mississippi State by seven points? All of those at home, well, except for Vanderbilt. All of those are, and it doesn't matter really because crowds, but all of them are, are easy wins. All of them this year are super easy wins. And then they got beat by everybody else. It, well, they lost to Arkansas. Arkansas is not good. They scored no. 21 points against Arkansas. I, it's whatever, dude. I'm not going to sit here and, and waste my time with that shit. So, but uh, again, we talked about it in other pods, man. If we can go on national TV in a primetime bowl and absolutely wax an SEC team, that's validation. I've seen a lot of self-deprecating Hoosier fans saying we shouldn't even play this bowl. We got disrespected. This is just a lose-lose for us. No way. You know, we're, we're on the Saturday of the pretty much the last Saturday of college football is what we got. The last Saturday of college football at big noon. It's on ABC, not on Fox, but you get you you get what I'm saying here. So I, I still think this is a big stage against a big time conference opponent. And, you know, yes, it is bad if we go in and lose. Yes, it it you know, Gary Barter will get to say, I told you so. And the SEC will be able to shit on the big 10. So, you know, we have a lot on the line, but I also think we can make a, another statement. We made a statement with Penn state. We made a statement with Michigan. We showed we belonged against Ohio state. This is another statement game, another statement opportunity. So I'm not going to play the woe is me. We're playing old miss in the outback bowl. Let's go win a bowl for the first time since 1993 beat the hell out of the SEC and have momentum going into the next season. Okay. I mean, that's fine. But even if we win, it doesn't matter. It's going to be another, hey, they beat another team with a losing record. I don't care if they were in the SEC. They were fifth in their division. Well, sure, we could be top five in the country if certain teams lose. If certain, again, not in the college football committee, but if if certain, like if Notre Dame gets blasted, which I think I think we all think they will, yeah, they're going to fall out of the top five. Um, you know, if you look, I know, I know Texas A&M, are they playing in a bowl? Let me look. They're playing. In yeah. A, they're they're in playing North six. Carolina. Yeah. 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 They're playing North Carolina. So it, there's a possible chance they lose. Um, 
You know, so I mean, there, there's ways for us to be a top five in the final polls. That's something, man. That I don't care who you, even if we finish top ten, that's still something. That's, that's something you can put all over the recruiting for the 2022 class. Top ten team in the nation. We yeah. can do that for the next eight months. Yep, and it doesn't matter which. It doesn't matter anything. I mean, we're in the top ten AP. We're in the top ten coaches. We're not going to fall out with a win. Those two have been consistent on putting us up where we need to be every single week. And then college football playoff has just been shitting all over everybody's hopes um, since they came into the mix. Um, I guess let's break down this opponent. I don't want to, I don't want to poo poo on them too much until we beat them, but um, Oh, okay. Uh, I just saw the line went up to eight. I just saw this, um, which is a phenomenal line. Um, yeah, really good. I hope our offense can show up, but we'll, um, Let's take a look at them real quick. I said fifth place. They're fifth place in the toughest division in the SEC with Alabama and LSU and Auburn. Who else is over there? Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky is not good. Kentucky made a bowl game, too, at four and six. And their favorite. <laughs> their favorite against uh, a ranked NC State team. Whatever. Um so they're fifth in their in their division. They're an offensive juggernaut. They're incredible offensively, but just on paper at least. Um, 13th in the conference, scoring over 40 points. Third, or I'm sorry, 13th in the country in scoring per game. Third in total offense, sixth in passing, and 19th in rushing. Those are all in the country. So they're very, very high-end offensive team. Um, does any of that scare you against this defense? Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it, it does scare me. Those those numbers are very impressive, Mike. I mean, you, you can't get away from you know because they're not just doing it through the air. Their rushing is also incredibly impressive, which we'll get down when when we start looking at keys for IU to win and IU players to watch. But, you know, this isn't a one dimensional Mike Leach style offense. This this is a team that can do it in multiple ways. And when, when you, when you throw that in there, that makes them very formidable. So, and, and like you mentioned, as you preface, they play in, you know, arguably the, the hardest uh, division in, in college football. So, you know, it's, it's nothing you can poo poo. You, you got a game plan for it. Now I think we match up against it really, really well. Um, and, and I'll have reasons to cite that. Uh, but it's, it's, it's definitely, Definitely concerning when you put it up against how good can we be? Um, you know, th this is literally strength versus strength. So it's 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 a it's a fun matchup and a scary matchup at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know what to think of it because based off of what the scores have been in all their games, I'm assuming the SEC is just not going to play defense this year outside of Alabama. Um, Who doesn't also really play defense? No. And I've, I, I watched them against Florida. And I, again, these are high powered offenses, but you got to play some defense. Ohio state was a high powered offense. Sure. We gave up 42 at the end of the day, but I, so, so, so you want to know else old miss is saying, cause I, I know you love their first point. They're saying this is the second best quarterback we faced all year, and look what and look what Justin Fields did. Look what Ohio State's offense did. Like they said, yeah, I use defense is good, 
but they've played Michigan State. They've played Maryland. They've played Rutgers. They've played Wisconsin. Like, yeah, their numbers look great, but look at these offensive talents they've went against. So do you believe the Ole Miss quarterback uh, is the second best quarterback we're going against all year? I think so. I think yes. I'm trying to think. Clifford, no. Is the worst. <laughs> um, Tua's brother? I'm trying to pull his stats up real quick to see where he would sit up against uh, uh, Matt Carell, I think is his name. So he's so this dude hasn't thrown for that many yards. He's thrown for yeah, so he hasn't been great. A thousand yards throwing, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. So not not great. I thought he was better. Um, again, Mike, you gotta take right. this offensive seriously. You yeah. you you really you really really do. So you know, I know that there's some guys that we're gonna go over that that we have to be, and you just named it with uh, with the OK Corral quarterback, um, which is what I'm gonna reference him as. Um, you gotta stop the OK Corral if we want any chance of winning this game. Uh, so yeah, I know that this offense is scary, but let's jump to the other side, which is, which is, I think is more important than, than the offense. You want to run those stats by of their, of their defense, <laughs> their, their, their defense. They have a defense. Their defense is um, <clears throat> dead last in the country, dead last in the country in yards per game at over 530 yards per game given up. They are 124th in the country in points per game at over 40 points per game given up. So they score 40.7, they give up 40.3. That's how you end up four and five. Um, they are 106th in rushing defense. They are the worst in the country against the pass, and they are one of the worst in the country at takeaways. This is a garbage defense, like one of the worst defenses we've probably seen since 2011 IU. It's up there. It's it's up there, man. So th that's you know me. I'm always setting up one point to 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 dunk another point. You know, so if if Ole Miss wants to sit there and say this is the second best quarterback they're ever gonna ever gonna have, Indiana hung 35 points on Ohio state. You better be damn well. We can put up 35 against, uh, against Ole Miss with a backup quarterback. What do you want to see? If you have a backup quarterback starting for you, you want to go against the worst passing defense. So again, you know, our offense, well, yes, I wouldn't call it a weakness. I just, I'd rather call it not a strength at this point. Um, you know, you want to see those stats if you are running out an inefficient run game and a, a you know, a questionable, because we don't know. We, we only saw it in a, a, a game. So, you know, I'll just call it a questionable passing attack. So that just sets up way too easy. You know, I mean, we, we joked about it last time, but, you know, we've had some bad offenses. Literally anybody is scoring against this team. So yeah, yeah, anybody. And just to give just to give these ACC people a little bit of a uh look ahead here. So Ohio State is ranked just a bit above IU, two spots above IU in total defense. Um that's a really good defense that Michael Penix 
should have put 500 yards on five touchdowns. Is that what he had? Yeah. Five, five touchdowns and one pick. And that pick was terrible. And that pick shouldn't have happened had a drop not happened before that. But we don't have to go back and relive that nightmare again. So, But IU, against the number one defense in the country, put up 14. So if we do the math, ipso facto, we should put up like 150 points. Yeah, and I mean, Kentucky put up 41 points. Arkansas, 33 points. South Carolina, 42 points. I'm pretty positive with Jack Tuttle. Our offense can put up those numbers. Tuttle, Tuttle. Um, so, especially as much as you love Tuttle. Love so, Tuttle. yes, I, I am scared about their offense. There is no doubt about that. The only thing I'm slightly concerned about, well, not slightly, I'll say I'm legitimately concerned about our offense, but not against Ole Miss when they're literally the worst power five defense in all of the country. So they're they're the worst, the worst defense, not power. I want to make this very clear to everybody out of 130 teams in yards per game, they are ranked 130th and it's not close. I said they power five because they're playing a power five. Well, no, schedule. I just want to, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that that's what all these rankings are. These are not, these are not just based off the big boys. These have max schools included in here. And I've seen Buffalo put up like 80 points this year. And that whoever that was against didn't even give up the numbers that old miss was given up. The one shining little, maybe a little Speaking of light at the end of the tunnel, at least with our defense going up against their offense, is that they are missing probably their two best players or two of their three best players if you throw the quarterback in there. Elijah Moore, the first-team All-American wide receiver, is out. Um, yep. He's opted out for this game as well as their number one tight end. Uh, and tight ends have given whatever. us trouble. I, yeah. I think I think, uh, I think the tight end missing is is a lot bigger story. Because uh, I was actually, because I saw, again, while I was doing my prep for this, I saw that Elijah Moore was out. And I was like, damn, that's, that's, that we might be in trouble. Uh, but then I looked, they have full, three other receivers that are absolute beasts. Um, they have a guy named Braylon Sanders averaging 25 yards per catch. Um, and, an, and another guy averaging 15 yards a catch. So, you know, they they have some studs behind Elijah Moore, uh, but they don't have anyone to back up their tight end. Uh, the, and I'm pretty again, sure those those catches, real quick, sorry not to cut you off, but if I'm, I don't have them in front of me, but I'm pretty sure the catch numbers on those kids are, are not even close to what Elijah Moore was. Yeah, they're not even close. So, so the Sanders kids got 15 catches. Uh, Mingo, so the two, the two people that are out, uh, Yaboya, Yaboa, Yabora, and more have 86 and 27 catches. That's one and two on the team. The next most is 24. That's their next wide receiver, Mingo. I sure they're putting up big numbers, but they've got literally a sixth of the catches as as more has got on the season. I'm not worried about any of these people, none of them against our corners. Or safeties, maybe against B fits, but I think we like him now. Yeah, so I, I do think they're going to get a big player too. That's that's what a lane, it's a Lane Kiffin offense, man. I, I think I think the, they have, regardless of what your stats just said, they have guys that can make those plays. Those guys 
the guys that they are going to line up have all had plays of over 50 yards. I think they are going to have an explosive player too. And everyone who's listened to this podcast has heard us say we're susceptible to the big play because we're ball hawks. You know, we, we jump routes. Uh, We're hunting quarterbacks eyes. I do see, you know, one or two, maybe big plays from Ole Miss. And you want to know why that's fine? Because I think we could intercept OK Corral five times. Yeah, that's the uh, thing with this kid. That's the thing with this kid. He's either really bad or he's really good. There's no yep. there's no in-between from what I yep. can tell on any of these stat lines. Um, the dude's got 14 interceptions on the season, 27 touchdowns. So it's almost a two-to-one ratio. But you don't want a two-to-one ratio, man. Not if you're going to sit here and say that you're this offensive juggernaut. You're this, uh, you're the second best quarterback we're going to go up against. I mean, bro, we picked off Justin Fields three times. Yeah. So that's, that's also where, you know, (laughs) we talked about the spread going to eight. I actually think I'm going to take the over on, on the spread. I think we are playing with a short field often. I think we get at least three turnovers. Um, I think we get two picks and a fumble. Um, and, and and I'm, I'm guessing it's another one of a peanut Tillman from the secondary fumbles yeah. um, is, is, is what I'm guessing. It's, it, it's like, so uh, here's a breakdown real quick. Let's look at some decent defenses that he's gone up against. Holy crap, dude. So the one good defense that they played, maybe two good defenses, three good defenses that they played Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, right? Those are three. Yes. Okay. Defenses in the Auburn, Auburn has a good defense. Auburn, he threw one touchdown and two interceptions on 154 yards. Arkansas, two touchdowns, six interceptions. Yep. And against LSU, he had three touchdowns and five interceptions. Bro, you can throw two touchdowns all you want. I don't care how long they are, 86, 87, 90 yards. I don't care. If you're going to throw six picks, I, I don't even know how they kept it that close. 33-21 was that game. but yeah. a, l- a little spoiler, uh, I have them scoring 28 points against us on Saturday. I'm not going to say what I think we're going to score, but I think I think they put up 28 points on us. That's too much. 28. I don't think we'll it is. There. We'll get there. We'll talk about it. We'll get there. That let's offense about, is that good. Let's talk about the only other guy that's any good on their team. Um, well, stat wise, that's only any good. Jerry on e, e is it Ewey? Jerry on Ewey, the running back. He's pretty decent. Nine Tuddies is pretty good. Who's that? Nine touchdowns is pretty good yeah. in, in a pass-heavy offense. Yeah, for sure. Seventh in the in the conference in rushing, which isn't saying too much, but that is a pretty good rushing conference. Um, without, I'm mean, sure Alabama has like five guys in the top seven anyway. So um, he's up there. Corral's a good rushing threat too. I don't, we don't do great against rushing quarterbacks. Nope. Um, I think McFadden and Cam Jones are going to have their handful, their hands full with uh, – Oh boy. And so we'll, you mean, uh, you mean all American Micah McFadden, mind okay. you, I don't know how we've went almost 30 minutes already. And you haven't mentioned how your boy is an all American. <laughs> well, I mean, it should go without saying he only made third team. So I'm not that proud of him yet. I hope he comes back and we makes first team. Then we'll be good. It will be a, a first round first day, second day pick. We'll be all right. But uh, yeah, so that, we can talk. We don't need to talk about their defense. We've we've beaten them up enough. There's nobody there to watch. I don't think. Nope. Uh, special teams, not 
anything either. I don't think the SEC gives a shit about their special teams anyway. So, just um, a little, just a little fun fact: they've attempted six field goals, and their kickers made four of six field goals. So I'm guessing they go for it a lot on fourth down. Uh, that's that's how, that's the only way I can describe only going for six field goals. Is this kick is first year, second year, first know. year, first year, I think. On this, this is it. You mean slightly older, more alcoholic Daniel Tosh? Is that who we're talking about? (laughs) I like Lane Kiffin. I do. (laughs) I like both those coaches in Mississippi. I love Mike Leach. I mean, I don't know if I want him to coach my team, but man, I could listen to his interviews all day. That dude. So I I have a hilarious. I I should probably fact check this. I'll fact check it afterwards. That's a good idea. I'm, I'm pretty sure he said, someone asked him how he picks his assistant coaches and his recruiters and he said i look at their wives if they know how to if they know how to pick a woman they know how to recruit so the dude is just full of funny quotes man and the thing is he he doesn't like, nobody's gonna fire i him think that was usc days i think i think that was a quote when he was at usc they asked him how he's gonna fill out his staff and that's that was his answer and i uh dude it was i i'm still laughing and that was what 10 years ago yeah that's insane. Uh, he coached there. He coached at USC. Yeah, for either a year or an off season. Oh man, I missed that one. I don't know. I don't see him coaching at USC. That's for sure. I don't know. Um, Ooh, he was there five years ago. So yeah, USC as a coordinator or as a coach. Was he there? US US former USC Trojan head coach. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. Well, there's a little so, bit of Mike tri- Mike Leach trivia um, for everybody that wants to know anything about him. Look him up. He looks like, uh, if you don't know what he looks like, he just looks like your like, drunk uncle. There it is. There. Okay, so I, I, okay, I got the quote. I got the quote. I butchered it a little bit, but uh, Lane Kiffin, this, this, this is the actual quote. I look at assistant coaches' wives. It tells me if they're good recruiters or not. That's that is the official quote. This was Kiffin's quote. Correct. I thought we were talking about Mike Leach. That's why I was no. like, I didn't know he coached at USC. Yeah, Kiffin no. coached at USC. Yeah, Lane Kiffin. I look at assistant coaches' wives. It tells me if they are good recruiters or not. Dude, that is a clown. That is an all-time quote. Like that is an all-time quote. Dude's a clown. Yeah, he looks at him because he knows he can pull him if he needed to. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, that's why he's, he's just slightly older, just slightly swag, older, man. more Daniel Tosh. Just, <laughs> let's uh, let's look at some some players to watch on our side I mean, of the ball. You don't want to rip on Lane Kiffin anymore because I'm, I, I like honestly, I got a few more jokes. I'll save them for our our game day show when I've had a few beverages. But uh, <laughs> I could roast Lane Kiffin a little bit more if I wanted we, to. We may need to do that and. It, if we're up by like 30 at halftime, we'll do a little halftime show too, but we'll, uh, we'll save that for Saturday. I don't want to get too crazy because we know how bowl games turn out, um, i.e. last year. So um, let's, let's take a look at some of our guys. Let's talk a little bit about some IUFB, all right, some players to watch on our team. Um, I'll go first if you don't mind. Uh, we'll do offense, defense, special teams, um, offense. I'm going to go a little obvious here. I think Ty Freifogel is a guy to watch here. I think he's going to have a a big game. And if, if he doesn't, I'll be very surprised. I think he's going to want to show out for 
a lot of the people watching, a lot of the pro scouts that may be in attendance. Well, I don't know if they'll be in attendance, but we'll be watching. Um, kid just got named third team All American with with Micah. He's gonna go. This will be his last. It should. He should go. This will be his last game in in Cream and Crimson, and I think he's gonna have a massive, massive game against these corners and against this defense. Uh, although I think I could probably have a decent game against these corners in, in this defense. But um, on defense, um, I, I think I've picked him every week. Jamar Johnson, it's my boy. Um, I think he's going to be he's going to be pretty big on defense. Safeties are going to be huge yeah, in this massive. game because you know the way Reese and Taiwan play. They're 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 gonna their eyes are going to be in the backfield. Uh, safeties are going to play a just absolutely integral part to this to this passing attack from Ole Miss. Definitely, I think he scores a touchdown. That's just yep. that's just what I think. But I think he scores a touchdown. I think he's going to be big. That'd be another touchdown and another bowl game for him. And I hope he comes back for another one. Um, special teams make this real quick. I think Reese Taylor uh, may make a difference in special teams. He's uh, he's been very close to breaking a few um, punt returns this season. I think if we get a punt in this game. <laughs> Uh, I think he'll get a pretty good shot at getting it or at least trying to flip the uh, field position immediately off of a punt to kind of set Tuttle up for some easy scores. Um, that's mine. Brandon, what are your IU players to watch? So, yeah, I'm going to flip the script a little bit and go the opposite of you. Uh, for special teams for me, uh, it's really weird, kind of a football nerd answer, but I'm saying coverage units. We, we can't give them short fields. We can't give them cheap scores. That's how you let worse teams stick with you is, is when you have, when you let up those little things, because those little things can add up quickly. So that's, that's one thing that I'm looking for is how our, our coverage units have been really good this year. They've been really disciplined, which is, you know, no shock with a, a coach Tom Allen team, but that needs to continue. Um, we've talked about Micah and Cam Jones. Uh, you stole a little bit of my thunder, but they, they're going to need sideline to sideline coverage. Uh, you know, and we did a really good job in, in the Rutgers game. We did a, a better job uh, at the Maryland game. Didn't do so hot against Justin Fields, but it's Justin Fields. You know, I mean, uh, he, he carved us up uh, mostly from the second to the midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, just absolutely torched us scrambling. So, um, but we've done pretty good. And I think it's because of Cam Jones and Micah McFadden's ability to play sideline to sideline. So uh, the, the two linebacker spots are my players to watch. I think that's going to be very, very important um, to contain again, try to limit as many big plays as possible. And then because I didn't want to go Jack Tuttle. I mean, if, if Jack Tuttle completely lays an egg that's truly the only way I see us losing this game is if he just makes a couple really bad decisions and tries doing a little too much. So I, again, a little bit of a cop-out answer by going with, with the backup quarterback as a player to watch or any quarterback in general. Uh, but he is really the only way I see IU losing this game. And my question to be to you on that point, how short's his leash? Michael, if he throws two picks in the first half, let's go, let's go insane. Look at those three picks going into the fourth quarter. Do we make any change at quarterback? If he throws three picks, I'll get on a plane 
and go down there and yank him out myself. There's no reason for that dude. Especially against a team that doesn't turn, doesn't turn it over. Like they don't take takeaways. Like they, they just, they just don't. Um, You, you have here in the notes, like the 109th team in takeaways. So again, I'm not too worried about it, but it's the only way we're losing this game. Yep. Yep. I agree. No, I don't, I don't think that. Three. So you're three, three picks. And we're losing. Correct. Yeah. We, we, we need a drive. We need a drive in the, um, in the fourth quarter and he's played horrendously. Are they allowed to put, are they allowed to put Reese Taylor in there or no? (laughs) Can we bring Reese Taylor over? I don't think he's allowed to play, but, uh, man, that's a good question. It's kind of a dumb question. Like I hate you for it, but it's not a dumb question. I just don't like it. I don't like thinking about him throwing three interceptions. Uh, it's, yeah, it's he's got to go. He's got to be pulled. Yeah, he'd have but to again, be pulled. so I, again, prepping for this, I ran through the ways that we could lose this game. And, and I really had that on my players to watch, right? If Micah and Cam Jones do not contain their, their okay corral, we're in jeopardy. If we give up some big plays in the punt or kicking game, we're going to be in trouble. And if, if Jack Tuttle just absolutely lays an egg, we're in trouble. So I know normally these players to watch, and especially the way you've done it and I've done it in the past, th- these are the players that can make us win. I went another way because I see about 90 scenarios that we win, only about 10 scenarios that we lose. And, and that's what I kind of keyed on is – how how can we lose this game, and and what would be the ingredients to that? And, and that's the, that. Those are kind of the three factors in the three phases that I came up with. About how how Tuttle's gonna shit his pants and like throw <laughs> eight interceptions in a game. I don't know, uh, man. I don't. I can't see. And, and, I just can't. And why see am I game. like that? And why am I like that? You, you know, I've I've been pretty fucking spot on with IU this year. I'm normally a, a glass half full kind of guy. You and I were in Jacksonville. You and I were in the stadium in Jacksonville. We were there when we had a 97 percent chance to win that game. So don't blame me for having that kind of mindset when you and I lived a 3% chance we lose. So that's where my mind was in, in prepping for this, because again, I think it's about that percentage. I think we have an 85, 90% chance of winning this game. I mean, ESPN's FPI, which isn't great, has us as a 74% chance to win. I bet there hasn't been a bowl game this year or, or very many bowl games before that, where a team had a 74% chance to win. So you know, it's it's just where my mind went to because it seems so obvious that we're gonna win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I it's seeing the seeing the spread going up to eight now. You talking about Kiffin's uh, press conference with some some kids being out on their side of the ball, the important side of the ball. Um, 
Also, screw your fist pump because I need the under and Diggs' 50-yard touchdown isn't helping. <laughs> I'm hanging on to any thread of hope that I've got to win this championship. And uh, I got that touchdown money back, so we're good. Um, either way, so we were talking about, you know, chances for us to win. Let's go ahead and do our final predictions. But yes. before we get there, let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Monon Track Club. Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. As a thank you to our listeners, they're offering new customers 10% off their first purchase. To learn more, check out mononTrackClub.com and use the code LEO10, that's LEO10, at checkout. Check out the notes for the link. And now, back to the predictions. Brandon, let's go, dude. IU now favorite by eight points as of now. Uh, I had the over-under this morning at 66 and a half. Are we still there? We are. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah, so I, I hated doing this. I hated adjusting to the spread because that means, uh, that means that I'm likely to get this wrong. Uh, I had I had them back door covering in this game. I had them getting a cheap garbage time touchdown, 34-28 IU. But again, oh, okay. us us leading the game the whole time and them attempting an onside kick at the end of the game that this time goes a little bit better than last time. Um, so I, I but I changed it. I changed it because I now have it at 3728 IU. So that's that's my that's my prediction that I changed while on the pod convincing myself I cuz I originally didn't have us covering um and didn't have and and I had the under. So I am again uh staying with the under but now having us covering 3728 and I'm going to answer the question before you ask it. Brandon, how the hell are they going to get the 37 points with Jack Tuttle? Three reasons. We're going to get turnovers that put us in advantageous situations. And I think uh, their defense is just that bad. And I think, uh, I think our, our kicking game um, is, is just through the roof again. So I, I have three field goals, four touchdowns. On on some chunk plays, ace kicking and short fields. Okay, okay. And as I said, I don't have a prediction ready at the beginning of the pod. I'm pretty sure I said that, but I have one, and I had one before you got yours. And it's it's close, man. It's I mean, not like our scores are close. I mean, the game's close. I've got us winning but I've got us winning by a field goal, 37-35, Indiana. Let me explain to this. Let me explain a little bit of this. 37-35, it's not as close as it sounds. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's not as close as it sounds. That's a, that's a last-second touchdown in there. We both have garbage time points. Yeah. 37-21. Should be the normal score. I think they get a late touchdown and then maybe we just like three and out in like 30 seconds and then they score again super late, something like that. 
Uh, I think Stevie Scott, I didn't talk about him. Nobody talked about him. I think Stevie Scott and if, if uh, Samson James is going to be ready again, he was practicing. It's been probably 10 days now since I've seen him um, out there practicing um, through some of the tapes that we've seen. They're going to go off, dude. They're, they're going to try to, they're not going to let Tuttle go too crazy. I don't think if we don't have to, and I think if we can establish the run, which hasn't been there for most of the year, Man, I disagree with you. I'm going to pull a Lee Corso and say, not so close, my friend. I think they are going to absolutely sell out on the run game and make Tuttle beat them. I think they say, listen, this is a backup quarterback who wasn't, you know, who has already transferred, only got one game under his belt, and it was a month ago. Make him beat us. Now, I'm not saying they play eight in the box, but I think think you're going to see – I think you're going to see, you know, seven guys in the box with 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 pressure. Um, I think they're going to make Tuttle beat them. So I and I, I, that's why I don't see the running game doing too much, uh, quite frankly, because I have so much confidence in um, in Sheridan and and our offense to adjust to what they're doing. I think I use in game adjustments have been amazing this year. Um, they don't stick to a game plan. They, they, they make, they take what defenses and offenses are giving us. And I think we adjust really, really well to that. So I, I love your prediction. We kind of have the same game flow as the score indicates it closer than it really is. We're, we're, we're spot on, on the same page there, but I disagree that there's really any sort of run game from either team in this game. This game is going to be one through the air. Well, you're wrong, but it's fine. I'm never. Oh, we can we can agree to disagree. Agree to yeah. disagree. Agree to disagree. It's fine. It's fine. So, this is going to be some special special stuff for like all four of our listeners. What time are are you going to come over and do it? I will be there. I was I was waiting for an invite. So let's just know. do it. Let's just do it here. We're gonna have a live pod Saturday before the game. Game kicks at twelve thirty. I'd like to live pod at like 11 that works 30 11 11 30 well either way we're gonna throw it up it'll be on facebook it'll be uh recorded and then put up on apple and spotify and all that good stuff at some point if i don't get too um inebriated at you know celebrating and stuff so uh celebrating uh, another win against the team with losing record shout out at jbooge24 on twitter so yeah, real, real quick, I, I want to add a little since, since you kind of sprung this on me, uh, I'm going to spring something right on to you. Um, we're, we're definitely going to do a short little kind of hype pod before that. Um, how, how about we do a post game pod? Just a, another short, quick reaction. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of people will be traveling. We'll talk about this game next week. You know, when we've had time to fully digest the stats and, and you know, where we're, our, our BAC is a little bit lower. But I think we also should do a, a kind of a quick five, seven minute reaction afterwards. Um, how's that sound? Sounds good. Or we can just act like or we can just act like we did after Penn State. You know, after we beat another team with a losing record and we shout out Jay Bouge again How, at Jay Bouge 24. Just light his shit up, guys. Light him up on Twitter at jbouge24 for hating on us for beating nothing but losing record teams or whatever. Yeah, we're definitely gonna do a pregame, and now we're doing a postgame. 
and uh, I'll see you on uh, Saturday. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to have all the Lane Kiffin jokes. I'm going to have all the terrible Running Rebel bad mascot jokes. Uh, I'm going to bring a lot of Ole Miss hate. Um, uh, what are the what are they? What is their tailgate area called? The the, the grotto or something grove. like that? I think it's the, the grove. grove. The now grove. You said that I was like, I have no idea. And then you said that I was like, oh yeah, I think it's you know, yeah, it's a grove. they can take they can take their bow ties. You know, they they can take their khakis and they're gonna shove it right up their asses because that's ever, what we're gonna do. Have they ever thrown Keystone Light cases, cases of Keystone Light across the grove <laughs> at Ball State fans? I don't think they have. And you've never ever been in the pits down in the in the lawn, bro. They've never been out there in the grass lots. They have no idea what it's like to fight Ohio State fans with bottles of or cans of Keystone Light. No idea. So get that fuck out of here with this Grove stuff. All right, man. I'll talk to you on Saturday. Here we go. Hey, Mike, as always, Elio. That's right, buddy. Elio. See ya. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.